has everybody at NASA a little bit excited. Police Superintendent Eddie Johnson was found slumped over the wheel of his SUV, asleep at the with the engine running, says while off-duty was out with friends, left a restaurant for home, and began feeling a little lightheaded. I pulled over, stopped, and I just rested myself until that feeling passed. And Johnson says it has nothing to do but with a switch to his blood pressure meds, but to avoid appearance of impropriety, Johnson's ordered an internal investigation just to be totally transparent. Peter? This And, of course, on the plane itself, the fuel burn, the performance characteristics of the plane during the flight, they'll be I pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride. Time to start the bird seed. Watch out for the seagulls. United Healthcare helps connect you to care whenever you need it. Like video chatting with a doctor right from your phone. So I don't need stitches? No, just put some antibiotic cream on it. Great, thank you, doctor. United Healthcare. Health plan benefits may vary. sentenced to six months probation. Prosecutors say she had been drinking wine before the flight and had to be restrained for an hour and a half. I'm Peter King, CBS News. Listen to this special one.
Honey, it's our favorite time of year, and I got you something to celebrate. <gasps> a McRib? It's just what I wanted. Happy McRib season, sweetie. Mm, I love you. I love you, too. Mm, actually, I was talking to my McRib. Oh, okay, well, uh, I'll leave you two alone. Celebrate McRib season with McDonald's. Enjoy the deliciously saucy McRib. Only for a limited time and only at McDonald's. At participating McDonald's. So it's time to add trending autumn hair color hues. Whether it's a chestnut brown, honey blonde balage, or warm copper highlight you want, we can create the look you're dreaming of at the Infinity Salon at the Market on Fleet. For a limited time... Alpine Heating and Cooling is a local, veteran-owned HVAC contractor providing you comfort with their best guaranteed prices, 24-7 emergency service, 10-year warranties on new systems, and free estimates. Alpine, with a Y, uses quality products from top brands like Ream and LG. Call them at 740-591-2777 or email bill at alpinehvac.com. Alpine Heating and Cooling, helping you stay cool and drop it like it's hot. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. Hello, this is Jim Strickland from Steak and Shake. I use Personnel Plus to help me with my employment. Personnel Plus matches the skills and abilities of their job seekers with the needs of your business. If you're looking for qualified, dedicated, loyal employees, call Personnel Plus at 592-3416. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's Care from the Heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. The Bobcats will always be ready for game day, but will you? Join Lucas Moore for the Bobcat Insider every Bobcat game day, an hour and a half before kickoff, for news, analysis, and opinions. The Bobcat Insider, on the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats, Power 105. Lowe's and the Athens City Fire Department are proud to host Kids Safety Day on October 26th from 10 to 2. Fire trucks, police vehicles, and other large equipment will be on display in the Lowe's parking lot on East State Street. Bring your kids and join Lowe's at their location on East State Street for safety activities and fun for all to attend. It's Kids Safety Day on October 26th from 10 to 2. Good times for you and me. So thrilling. You 
Official, I guess. Ever tried to print something and just had troubles doing so? I mean, it's frustrating. It's a Friday, and I need the weekend. I'm sure you do too. We got a free for all right here on the 97s. AM and FM. W A T H. Well, good morning, folks. Um, boy, what a busy week. What a busy week. And tomorrow, uh, this week, this next weekend it looks no different and i but you know i prefer it that way rather than just um, you know business as usual or casual or laid back uh, our business is never really particularly laid back there's always stuff to do and uh, as i say i prefer it that way well, let's see here. I brought in a number of papers, and um, uh, but before we get too far in, I think we need to do this sports thing, which uh, last week we kind of forgot to do it until the very end of the show, and mercy, here it is Friday again, and sports are a big deal. So um, I'm just giving uh, Scott a moment here because he went to try to print something for me that I was having trouble with and by golly you got farther than i did man yes. thank success. you very thank you very much that's <laughs> success yeah. you're okay. welcome <laughs> so glad um, to help anyway that's <coughs> excuse me um at this point the only thing i know about is that uh, ohio plays kent tomorrow at noon and um that's at peden stadium right here in town yeah and i think i mentioned two o'clock earlier on my show but it is noon because it's a tv game it's uh, on the CBS Sports Network. Cool. So uh, if you're looking for it, don't look on the regular CBS channel. It's CBS Sports All Network. Right. All right. So Golden Flash is coming in at 3-3, three and 3-0 three, three and oh in the MAC. They are leading the Eastern Division right now. Been a few years since that has been said. Yeah. Kent stayed in first place. And uh, Ohio with a 1-1, one one, right? Yeah, standing overall at 2-4. and four. So... Uh, yeah, uh, Bobcats can great uh, gain some ground on the Flashes uh, tomorrow if they can pull out a victory, which I think they can. I I don't know how the Bobcats – well, yeah, I do. That's why you play them. We've said that so many times. On any given day, you know, but uh, uh, the Bobcats have played well at Pete Stadium, and I expect them to play well tomorrow against the Golden Flashes. I'm going to step out for one moment. Okay. So you keep going with the sports. All right, right, we'll do. We'll keep going right here. Uh, Kent State, as I mentioned, coming in, the leader in the MAC Eastern Division at uh, 3-0 and the game at two, uh, Excuse me, at noon on the CBS Sports Network if you want to watch it on TV. However, it's going to be a nice day to get out and watch some football tomorrow. 
Uh, I think the temperature is supposed to be right near 70 degrees and uh, mostly sunny after the frost clears out in the morning. So if you uh, have a chance, want to get out and see a good college football game, Peden Stadium is the place at uh, noon. Pre-game will be at 11 o'clock on our uh, flagship station, the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcats, Power 105. Uh, pre-game at uh, 11 a.m. with the Bobcat Insider. All right, no, so we, we, I'm back already. Yeah, right. I, I forgot my coffee cup is what happened. But, <laughs> um, so um, let's, let's cover the high school scene real okay. well. All right. We'll head to that. Uh, since the Buckeyes play tonight at a rare Friday night game, uh, we're going to have that broadcast on 97 at 97.1 FM. Now, we got two Buckeye teams. So we're talking about Ohio State. Ohio State. Or, I'm sorry. Ohio State University. Um, That's why I just said the flagship station of the Ohio Bobcat. The um, <laughs> Nelsonville, York, of course, known as the Buckeyes as well. Yes. But, but the Ohio State Buckeyes will be playing in a rare Friday night game. So that bumps one of our opportunities off. Yes. So um, what other game are we doing? Uh, we will be carrying the athens Wellston golden Rocket game on Power 105 tonight. Okay. Uh, pre-game at 7.15 and kickoff at 7.30 with Lucas Moore. And uh, that game in Wellston tonight. Wellston's having a pretty decent season yes. this year. So it's going to be a tough game. It's So let nice. me make sure I got it right. Ohio State rarely has a Friday night game, but they do tonight. Correct. And they're going to be on FM or AM? Both, from my understanding. Huh? Both. AM and 97.1 FM. Oh, so they're going to be on our WATH side? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, normally you expect to hear the Bulldogs on WATH, AM and FM. Right. But because of that, uh, we're going to move them over to FM tonight. Right. Which also, is Power 105. Yeah, also the Athens County Game of the Week, too. So it's uh, basically the championship for the TVC Ohio Division Wellston at six and one, three and zero oh in the league. Wait a minute, how can we do three games? Well, we're not doing three games. Ohio State tonight on AM and FM, and then the Athens game on Power One Hundred Five. Okay, ninety-seven point one FM. And then this third game you just mentioned is when? Uh, I did not mention a third game. I don't think. <sighs> I'm so confused. <laughs> Other than Kent State and Ohio, okay. that's tomorrow. <laughs> Maybe I should just stop listening. I think you're doing fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Proceed, please. Yeah, Wellston and Athens will be on Power 105 tonight. Okay. Okay. Now, the Ohio State-Northwestern game is going to be on 97 WATH. Yes, yeah. and also 97.1 FM. That's my understanding okay. of how the setup okay. is. All right. Okay. So, yeah, that's how it goes. Now, the Ohio well, you State see, game. See, you mentioned the game of the week. Yes, that is the Athens County Game of the Week, oh, oh, and also oh. the Athens broadcast, too. Okay. So, yeah, it's the same. The, yeah, the Wilson-Athens game is also the County Game of the Week. Got it. All right. So, yeah, both teams at 3-0 and in the TVC Ohio standings. So, basically, uh, this is the winner-take-all uh, tonight for the uh, top spot in the TVC Ohio standings. All right, so... The Ohio State game, as we go back, Ohio State and Northwestern, that game begins at 8.30 tonight from Evanston, the campus of Northwestern University. Now, we also need to mention that uh, former AHS 
star. Uh, Trey Williams is one of the captains for Northwestern's uh, Wildcat football team. So uh, not sure, but I think uh, last I can't remember what his number was. I want to say it was number nine, but uh, that's Joe's Joe Burrow's number. Maybe I'm I'm not sure. I, so maybe I should not say. Uh, but anyway, uh, Trey Williams is a starter on the defense. I believe he's a cornerback. Uh, but uh, named captain, that's quite an honor sure. to be named captain, one of uh, uh, multiple captains that college football teams traditionally have. Uh, so we'll look for Trey Williams uh, tonight. But I uh, uh, hope he has a good game, but uh, not good enough to beat the Buckeyes. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But uh, that game, pregame, will be 730 with Paul Keels and Jim Lachey. As uh, that game will also be televised you know, on the Big Ten Network. I, I can't remember if I've said this, but I've sure thought of Paul Keels. Yeah, his voice is remarkable. Yeah, and um, I, I've heard a lot of deep-voiced guys that really aren't good in sports sometimes, but you think they should be because of their voice. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you hear some guys that really are good, but they don't have the voice. That guy has both, both of it. You know what I mean? Yes, he's and, he's really good. Yeah, he can carry a broadcast and make it sound like you're there, and uh, just keeps flowing very nicely. Not not a bunch of pauses, and uh, you know he gives Jim Lachey time to to get excited and basically yell in the microphone too <laughs> until Paul could come back on. But uh, yeah, that, that game is tonight. Uh, Ohio State Northwestern at Northwestern. 8.30 kickoff, pregame 7.30 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. And uh, the Big Ten Network will be televising that game. Tomorrow, we already mentioned, at noon. Yes. Ohio University. Kent State, the Golden Flash is coming in. Yes. That is an Athens game. And it is also on, you said, CBS Sports. CBS Sports Network, yes. Okay. Now, is there anything else we're doing tomorrow? Yes, not here on on uh, the broadcast the, uh, from our stations, either ninety seven or Power one hundred five. But we would be remiss you, if we didn't not, mention LSU. You, they, uh, that's what I thought you might There's, be doing. That's where I was going. Yep. Okay. What time's that game? <laughs> Eight. That game's at three thirty. Oh, three thirty. Yeah. Now that game is on the regular CBS network. Okay. All right. So that's uh, you know, basically channel ten out of Columbus or channel thirteen. Out of Huntington and Charleston. So Joe Burrow, the number two ranked LSU Tigers, will travel to Starkville, Mississippi, to take on the Bulldogs of Mississippi State at 3.30. And your hunch? My hunch is LSU by four to five touchdowns. Whoa. Yep. That's significant. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've hit most of it. Bobcats by at least two touchdowns. Buckeyes by the same, at least two. That's what I'm hoping. Anyway. You know, you know how the jambulance uh, always goes to the uh, pregame events. Yeah, uh, uh, it's sick. The jambulance is sick. I don't think it's going to be there tomorrow. All right, so the jambulance it's, gets a week off. It gets it's being worked on. It's getting a bye week, like the uh, teams get. It's been given a couple of pills, and it needs to rest. <laughs> well, you know how the college teams get a bye week each season, where they're guess, off I for guess. a week. So yeah. the Jamie gets a bye week. All right. So um, anyway, 
I, I think we've covered it well, folks. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, our websites cover it pretty well. And, of course, you can go to the specific websites of each program. All right, today is the 18th day of October. In case you had forgotten, um, let's see here. Uh, that would be the two, 291st day of the year. 74 days remain. Boy, it's getting thin, that lower number now. It sure is. Um, in terms of a highlight in history, the date October 18th, but the year 1977. West German commando stormed a hijacked Lufthansa jetliner on the ground in uh, Mogadishu, Somalia, freeing all 86 hostages and killing three of its four hijackers. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. I do. Um, some dr- dramatic scenes of that aircraft, you know, sitting on the ground at that airport. And uh, really, it would seem that the West German commandos uh, had a very successful... Uh, they thought it out properly, and very few casualties in terms of, uh, what would you call it, people that were just uh, of the people that, they weren't part of this thing. They they just happened to be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, innocent um, casualties is yes. what I meant. Anyway. Um, let's see, another thing we can talk about would be uh, birthdays, of course. Well, well, our thought for the day comes from uh, Henry Bergson, who was a French philosopher, 1859-1941. Here's what he had to say. Only those ideas that are at least truly ours can be adequately expressed in words. Only those ideas that are least truly ours can be adequately expressed in words. Least truly ours. Hmm. That's a head-scratcher for me to put into words, our ideas. Well, yeah, we try to adequately put into words, ideas. Well, I wonder if he's trying to say it's easier to express other people's ideas. Could be. I'm not sure, but it's something to ponder anyway. We'll leave it at that. Dawn Wells, the actress, 81 today. Um, Let's see, Mike Ditka. Ditka. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) 80 also. Uh, Football, of course. Um, Actor Joe Morton, 72. Actress Pam Dauber, 69. Remember her from Mork and Mindy? How about that? Yeah, she was Mindy. Author Terry McMillan, 68. Chuck Lore, writer and producer, 67. Vicki Winans, gospel singer, 66. Uh, David Tui, who was a screenwriter and director. 64. Martina Navratilova. I always had trouble with her last name. Tennis player. Martina. I'll leave it at that. Navratilova. Thank you. (laughs) 63 today. 
John Lindstrom, 62, an actor. Thomas Hearns, the boxer, 61. He was tough. Um, have you been to a professional fight? I have not. Okay. But a few amateurs. Got a few on the street. In fact, <laughs> when you were in the process of taking um, your master's degree in sports administration? Yes. Remember Friday night at the fight? Sure do. You know, I I thought that was a good event. I did too. And I'm I'm, I'm kind of I feel badly that somewhere along the way it ceased to exist. Yeah. I I remember the year we had it when I was in the sports administration program. That uh, I think I've told this before that another guy in the program, myself, we dressed up with all the boxing gear, the shorts, the headgear, boxing gloves, and everything else in the back of a truck, back of a pickup truck. We put a like a, a ring around the truck there, like it was a boxing ring, yeah. and we drove up through uh, up like Richland Avenue, that yeah, did. up through Richland Avenue on Court Street, uh, promoting that, and people just stopped and watched us box oh, yeah, yeah. all the way up and down Court Street. <laughs> well, first off. I don't want to take too much time on this, but, um, you know, it was done with class. Oh, it, yeah. We it put was, a lot of it time was, into it. It was not a sh- shoddy event at all. Yeah. It wasn't just thrown together in 24 hours. The people who were matched up had each taken X number of classes in uh, from... Well, like Sam um, Jones, mm-hmm. yeah, Sam yep. Jones, and so on Sam's on gym. proper uh, boxing etiquette, technique, yep, technique, and all of that, yep. And um, it was just a well done event, and of course, somewhere along the way, people thought, well, boxing is so violent. And so they kind of killed the idea or pushed that it be killed. And But that was not, that was done so, with such class and uh, safety and everything. Oh, particular attention to safety, yeah. yes. Oh, well. Yeah, that was a fun event. It was very popular. And again, we, we uh, prepared for that, to, you know, months ahead of time. Oh, yeah. To get it together. So, yeah, it was... We used to broadcast it, too. Yeah, that's right. Jazz I musician Wynton Marcellus is 58 today. Sorry, I'm just moving on now. All right. Um, Michael Stieck, former tennis player, 51. I don't remember that one. Actress Joy Bryant, 45. Down in this younger crowd here. Lindsey Vaughn, the gold medal skier, 35. Esperanza Spalding, a jazz musician, 35. Frida Pinto, the um, actress and model. She's rather attractive, 35. Youngest person listed today, an actor, Toby Regbo, R-E-G-B-O, 28. So we've done that one. Uh, today is National Exascale Day. Now, when I printed this off, I said to myself, I don't know that word. 
And I said, I'm going to test Scott. <laughs> Exascale. National Exascale Day. E-X-A, and then the word scale. All one, t- one word. National Exascale Day is... Ah, this makes sense. October 18th, 1018, or 10.18, just like the scientific abbreviation for a quintillion exascale day to celebrate the scientists and researchers who make breakthrough discoveries with the help of some of the fastest supercomputers in the world. So we're celebrating scientists and researchers with exascale day. Okay. Well, <clears throat> I had forgotten, or I'm not sure I remember, that 10.18 was uh, the abbreviation for a quintillion, which is a lot. <laughs> Today is also uh, International Legging Day. Ah, okay. okay. Um, I have none. Uh, my grandkids wear them in hockey, you know. Mm-hmm. National Chocolate Cupcake Day. Mm-hmm. National No Beard Day. <laughs> now, you know, folks, this is the radio, so you can't really see me. But there was a period of about, what, eight months that I had a bit of a beard. And uh, it's the, um, let's see, when I lived in Wyoming, I had a, a bit of a beard. That was many years ago, back in the uh, late 60s. But uh, I don't know what came across me, but about uh, a year ago I started growing a little beard. And it was little. Do I have the ability to grow a big one? Yes. Wyoming was a big one. But I'm a short guy, so it just makes me look shorter, you know? All right. And uh, also, I just never feel particularly neat and clean. So it lasted, what, six months, eight months? And then I said, to hell with it. <laughs> but today is National No Beard Day. You had a little goat there for a while, too, didn't you? From well, from that beard? The I, goatee? I, yeah, yeah, I thought you did. Whatever. Maybe not. Or, or uh, I don't know. National Mammography Day. Now, that's an important yes, thing. Yes, it is. We just had a show yesterday about breast cancer. And, um, you know, this this is an important thing that too many people put off or don't do on as regular a basis as they should. Um well, and we we frequently announce the uh, mobile mammography that's schedule. Right. That's right. To uh, uh, here uh, that the College of Medicine provides. To uh, I think know. I think Ohio Health has a unit that they circulate around the mm-hmm. state, and then of course we, our College of Medicine, the Heritage College, uh, they have one that uh, uh, is circulating often in our region. Yes, indeed. Yes, a very nice service for uh, you know the. Uh, testing for un- you know, uninsured, underinsured, and even insured uh, folks that they mention in their notice that we get from them are eligible to take advantage of these free services. You bet. Well, how, what about historical events? Let's do it. Okay, in year 1009, 
The Church of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem is destroyed by the... Um, boy, this one I can't pronounce. Fatimid Caliph al-Hakim Biyam Allah. That's the best I can do. Who hacks the church's foundations down to the bedrock. 1685, French King Louis the, uh, let's see, that would be the ninth, revokes Edict of Nantes, something to that effect, canceling rights of French Protestants. 1867, the Purchase of Alaska. That's right, the U.S. took formal possession of Alaska from Russia. They paid a whopping $7.2 million for it. Can you imagine? Yeah. What it would be worth today compared to that? Well, no. yes. But, I mean, just, you know, buying such a large piece of land. Yeah. And what day, What year was it? 1867. Yeah. that's That was a lot of dough yeah. back in that day. 1931. American gangster Al Capone, convicted of tax evasion. That's right. They didn't get him for all the other things he could have been clobbered for, but uh, they got him on tax evasion. Let's see here. 1962. James Watson from the U.S., Francis Crick from the United Kingdom, and Maurice Wilkins, also from the United Kingdom, win the Nobel Prize for Medicine in, um, rather, for their work in determining the structure of DNA. Hmm. Wow. Lots of advances in that over the years. Well, think Indeed. of it. I, might, I have an itchy ear this morning. Think of it. You know, now we have the ability to run DNA on... Our pets to determine the exact, uh, uh, you know, we can guess at what they are a mix of, but um, now we can actually learn, you know, what if what we think they are is true. Mm -hmm. And also uh, do DNA analysis on artifacts from millions of years ago that I've seen on documentaries, Uh, you know. uh, the bones that were left behind yes. to determine the origin. Um, let's see, some other fr- famous birthdays. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Actor, right? 58th birthday today. Martina Navratilova. Hey, that just rolled right off. Yeah, I was lucky. Uh, 62nd birthday today. Lee Harvey Oswald. Were he alive, this uh, would be his birthday. Uh, 1939, his birth date, of course. He was killed in that uh, police garage. Um, in 1963, following the uh, assassination of President Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pierre Trudeau, 
Born on this date in 1919, died in 2000. Let's see here. We've got two other famous deaths to report. One name I know, the other one I don't. The one I know particularly well is that of Thomas Edison. Born in 1847, died on this date in 1831. I'm sorry, 1931. Now, here, Scott, I need your help this morning. Okay. Charles Babbage. B-A-B-B-A-G-E. Charles Babbage. Looks like he was an inventor. Uh, he was an English... I'm not sure how you say this. Polymath? P-O-L-Y-M-A-T-H? I don't know. A mathematician, philosopher, inventor, and mechanical engineer... He uh, originated the concept of a digital programmable computer. Wow. Now, folks, get this. He, his birth date was uh, 1791, and he died in 1871. And yet, if I hear Scott right, he had the four thoughts of bits of data. Mm-hmm. Um, the first automatic digital computer conceived it. Wow. Worked outside mathematics on code breaking and also philosophy. Hmm. How about that? Uh, it's, imag- it's amazing that um, computers would, in theory, date back to something like that. Yeah, indeed. Uh, let's see if they tell me. He invented the difference engine, is what it was called, to compile mathematical tables. Okay, let's move on. Scott, would you look up the definition of an expression we've heard a great deal about lately? Quid pro quo. Sure. Now, I have a a certain understanding of that expression. But now I'm starting to question it. Okay. And it seems to me I've heard this mostly within the in the context of my the various attorneys I've worked with mm-hmm. and sometimes with city council when I was on that. Now, quid pro quo. Okay. Do us the honor. All right. We'll start out with this. You've heard of these phrases, a favor for a favor, give and take. Tit for tat, you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. One hand washes the other. All right. Quid pro quo is a Latin phrase used in English to mean an exchange of goods or services in which one transfer is contingent upon the other. And the definition, uh, official definition says it's a noun, a favor or advantage granted or expected in return for something. Now, we'll do the legal definition. I'm I'm not thinking it can't be too far off, can it? I don't know. Well, in common law, quid pro quo indicates that an item or service has been traded in return for something of value, usually when the uh, propriety or equity of the transaction is in question. So I think that's what we're hearing all about, what's in question. It also goes on to say a contract must involve consideration that is... The exchange of something of value 
for something else of value. That's the legal definition. Okay. Well, it's... I'm really getting... um, I no longer know what to believe. Boy, that is certainly a statement appropriate for everything we hear going on, isn't it? Let me turn my cell phone off. All I right. apologize. Um, so, our chief of staff of the White House, I guess he's the acting White House chief of staff, Mike Mulvaney, had a news conference, I think it was yesterday late afternoon or early evening, and admits that there was a quid pro quo, and then during the same news conference later on denies it. Um, I just don't understand. Um, and and that's all I'm going to say on that one. But it's been like this for months now and almost on a daily or weekly basis getting more confusing and I think it makes our country look very foolish in the eyes of the world it's embarrassing That's my thought. And I don't think we've been in this position before. Not to this degree, anyway. Well, once again, I said I was going to stop talking, and I didn't. But I will. Let's move on, topically. Um, (coughs) Syria. Turkey. Um, there was a brief ceasefire that was orchestrated by U.S. officials and other parties. It lasted, what, three hours? (laughs) Maybe, yep. Um, And then erupted again, but there is hope that it will eventually settle in. Um, I have a neighbor who I like a lot. uh, Nuquette Sandel. And, um, you know, you look at um, different publications, the New York Times, NPR, different things like that. Um, She is... um, considered very 
informed on these topics. ISIS. Which we almost thought had disappeared, but now it's popped back up again because of various actions taken. But um, uh, I hope that I can convince her. I'll, I'll speak to her this weekend and see if she would come in some morning to uh, express her views on this general topic. What else do we have? We have... um, Brexit's fate falls to UK Parliament. So Brexit is still on the table. That would be Britain's decision to either participate or not participate in the European uh, form of economy, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. European Union. And um, so we'll just have to wait and see how that... Well, we've been waiting a long time already, but we're going to have to wait longer yet. El Chapo. Okay, so down in... Um, where would this be? It's in Mexico, a city of Culiacan, something like that. Okay, so El Chapo was arrested. What's it been, a year ago, two years ago, something like that. And uh, then he escaped from a Mexican prison. He was recaptured and he was taken to a Colorado a prison in Colorado, super high security prison there. Now he's a drug lord, right? I heard someone say this morning that his empire at its peak was worth thirteen billion dollars. Hard to imagine. This guy is um ruthless. Lives don't matter, business does. Um, Okay, now, he is in prison, but uh, the remnants of his business continue. And he has a a young son, uh, probably several, but one in particular who... Uh, well, there was a lot of violence in this this community that I mentioned a moment ago. I've already for, lost its name. Um, and was having trouble pronouncing it anyway. But um, it, gun battles broke out in the street. And um, soldiers got involved in... Um, and they arrested this guy, the son, and then let him go. I'm not, I, I just don't understand what's going on here. Yeah, I don't get that either. So that's... Finally get him, then concerning. turn around and let him go. Yeah. And there were deaths in that event yesterday. 
Okay, so now we have two female astronauts doing a spacewalk this morning together, right? Mm-hmm. First time that's happened, <clears throat> that a, uh, a spacewalk was conducted by an all-female team. Um, there were, that had been scheduled for some months ago, but they decided the fittings, the, the, the space suits, needed to be upgraded or designed differently. But it is taking place as we speak. It, it began just before 9 o'clock this morning, our time. So that's uh, another one of those history-in-the-making things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What else has caught your eye, man? Anything? I'm skimming through some papers. Uh, I've got a few things here behind, uh, or here for you if you want to. There's uh, some things about movies. There's some things about baseball. There's. Um, let's turn our attention over to this report here. Um, we have about um, eight minutes or so left. By the way, today the high of 62, tomorrow 69, Sunday 73, Monday 77, then it starts back down again. So it's going to be a very pleasant weekend. Uh, Tonight, though, a low of 35. Um, Should be a a good weekend. Day to go to that noon game tomorrow mm-hmm. at Peden Stadium. Yeah, nice evening for high school football tonight. Nice day tomorrow for uh, the Bobcats Golden Flashes game. Let's see here. Uh, I'm just reading through a, a list of things on Associated Press this morning. And it would appear that we've covered casually most all of these things so um, I'm not sure there's anything new there so put that in that stack California had a small earthquake this morning right down where our son Paul lives Uh, did I hear we had one in Ohio Yesterday? I, did, I didn't know that. I did not there, hear a that. A very small one. Whereabouts? Obviously. I, I'm not sure, but I remember... Uh, Google it. Let's yeah, see. is it seismologists? Is that what they're called? They detected one? Yep. Uh, here in, in our state. So, we'll see what we can find out. Um, we do have um, some deep sea explorers that are... You know, it... it I, I'm going to read the headline. Seek out sunken World War II ships. Okay. Why hasn't this been done before? That's my question. One of the first things I thought of when I read that article. If there are ships that have sunken warships, uh, shoot, any kind of ship of significance, why, why is it now? That they're looking into some of these. Why hadn't this been done long ago? And it's not because they lacked the equipment or expertise. Or the technology. Yeah. Yeah. But they are. And particularly um, 
Oh, around um, northwestern Hawaiian Islands, Midway, that sort of thing. Um, They're scouring the world's oceans for sunken World War II ships and are focusing on debris fields deep in the Pacific in an area where one of the most decisive battles of the time took place. So hundreds of miles off Midway Atoll, um, nearly halfway between the United States and Japan, a research vessel is launching underwater robots miles into the deep abyss to look for warships from the famed Battle of Midway. Now, you know, sometimes you wonder, well, what went wrong? But it would seem to me that every, you know, every five years it's harder to find out because these sunken ships um, get overgrown with different things. Yeah. They deteriorate. And um, so the clues may be hidden or destroyed. Yep, being slowly washed away or eaten away. Well, anyway, that's going on. Yeah, that was one of the pivotal battles of World War II, uh, the Battle of Midway, which really was a turning point in World War II. The many military analysts have said Michael Jordan was in an interview this morning on NBC, the Today Show series. He is a first-class guy. But he was asked about this new proposal that the state of California has now agreed on. It's passed. And there's thoughts that other states will join in, and that is college Athletes receiving some form of compensation. Um, let me ask this, and Scott, you may know the answers. And if you don't, we'll figure it out down the road. So a college athlete that is recruited by Ohio University and playing any sport, but let's just say basketball since we're talking about Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Do they get room and board? If if they are signed to a full scholarship, yes. They would get room uh, and board and also the uh, full tuition. Okay. As and, well as their books. And books. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So basically, college is costing them little or nothing. Basically getting to and from Ohio University is about what all it amounts to. And, you know, incidentals, things like that. Well, you know, we hear so much about the cost of a college education, Mm -hmm. student loans, Mm -hmm. all that sort of thing, taking years to pay them off. Um. seems to me that their skills are being compensated 
then one would have to argue, well, are they being compensated enough? And I think if you're getting everything, room and board, books, tuitions. And, you know, when they when they travel, they're treated very well, too. They, you know, yeah. they're there to play. They eat in good restaurants and they stay in nice places. Um, That's all taken care of. I'm I'm just worried that we're opening up a can of worms here. Mm-hmm. Well, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I, I think it's going to disrupt the whole business model of college athletics, or it quite possibly could. Oh, you know, yeah. the, the amateur status goes out the window. Yeah. Well, I'm worried about it, and yet I don't have a thing to say about it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't have a. Dog in whatever those expressions. A dog are. in the fight. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, I can see both sides of it. Being a former student athlete, you know, I, I can see that. But again, you know, colleges are already forking out the money for room and board tuition, and then as I mentioned too, why would a kid want to come here to OU when he can go to college in California, get paid to play, get free room and board tuition, everything else, and make money on top of it with uh, you know endorsements, things like that. It's going to tilt the playing field as far as where talent's going to go. We are um, 30 seconds away from CBS News, but down in New Orleans, uh, they're expecting a storm, and they have two particularly unusual high cranes up in the air building new buildings, I guess, and they're, they're going to demolish them intentionally so that these cranes don't fall over during the storm and do greater damage or serious, uh, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Folks, we're out of time. Have a marvelous weekend. Go Bobcats. This is CBS News on the Hour. Real news, real reporting. I'm Peter King. In Culiacan, Mexico, National Guard troops found themselves outnumbered and outgunned as they tried to capture the son of a notorious drug lord. In the end, they let him go. CBS's Adrian Bard is in Mexico City. Mexico's president confirmed in his morning press conference that after armed forces moved in to arrest the son of El Chapo, the city of Culiacan, Sinaloa, was under siege by cartel henchmen. Nine people died, including a police officer, and 23 others were injured. Taking a new approach to drug traffickers, Mexico security officials decided the violence wasn't worth it and they let Chapo's son go free. When is a ceasefire not a ceasefire? When it's between Turkey and Kurdish rebels in Syria, the UN's Jens Lerke. Despite the announcement of um, the ceasefire, it's called different things, pauses uh, by others, um, shelling and intermittent clashes continue to be reported. Turkey's president says he'll resume full-scale attacks if the Kurds aren't out of northeast Syria by Tuesday evening. A Hong Kong court has just upheld a ban on same-sex marriage there. CBS's Ramey Innocenzio. Amnesty International called it a bitter blow, while Hong Kong legislator Ray Chan, the first openly gay lawmaker in the Chinese-speaking world, said, there is a long road ahead. Do not lose hope. A Los Angeles teacher tweets that her class of 40 girls is watching the first all-female spacewalk outside the International Space Station. Christina Cook and Jessica Meir have been out for nearly two and a half hours. All's going well. 
New tariffs are now in effect for imported European goods. CBS's Gary Nunn. U.S. consumers soon will be paying more for such things as scotch whiskey, French wine and cheese, even olives. Seven and a half billion dollars worth of goods produced in Europe. All are subject to 25% tariffs. Small U.S. retailers will be hit especially hard. The actions are intended to punish plane maker Airbus, which has had an unfair advantage over competitor Boeing. A tropical system in the Gulf should become tropical storm. Nestor sometime today soaking the Florida panhandle and parts of Alabama and Georgia. WCBS-TV forecaster Lonnie Quinn. It's going to bring winds maybe 40, 50 miles per hour onshore. Rain as well, but there are portions of our country that need rain more than anything else, and it happens to be right where the storm is headed. Anheuser-Busch has long called it the the king of beers. On tap, Budweiser. And the brewer has now sued Molson Coors for allegedly stealing its secret recipes for light beers. The company has been fighting since a Budweiser Super Bowl ad suggested that Molson Coors uses corn syrup for those products. The Dow is down 38 points. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. This is Sarah's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. Driving cross country with two young children is ambitious, to say the least. Then our check engine light came on. We pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts and they tested it. 